0: everything's bigger in Texas, including climate change. That's why Houston is leading the energy transition. Here in H-Town, the fourth largest city in the United States, entrepreneurs from across Texas and around the world are gathering to work with titans of industry to build the technology that will reduce emissions and power a low carbon future. We sit down with those change makers and wildcatters who are solving the toughest energy challenges. With trillions of dollars on the line, we dig into how Houston will bring technology to market on a massive scale. Join us as we talk with the leaders of the energy capital of the world as they show us how the energy transition gets done. I'm Laura Cottingham, and this is the Energy Technology Podcast. And I'm Jason Etienne. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the show. I'm here today and excited to talk to you uh, about uh, ClimateGuard. I'm here with the CEO, with um, Rahel Abraham. Um, she used her engineering skills to create ClimateGuard so that no one would have to go through a climate challenge and loss like she did. Uh, Climate Guard is an innovative company that has uh, uh, created an ultra-extreme weather protection system for vehicles and other valuable assets. Um, that weather protection includes things like flood, rain, snow, UV, dust storms. we got those ash storms now in New York, um, and, and it, it's used to help protect uh, with a temporary protective enclosure. So Rahel... Glad you're here. Thank you you. got to start with the story that inspired this all. Oh, gosh.
1: It's, it's, it's a lo- long short version. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, it started in 2017 from Hurricane Harvey. Um, but it did not necessarily uh, get born right away. It was a series of events that happened in between. So it happened in 2017 where um, I, my Neighbors and I, I lived in the condominium, We're surrounded by a body of water. So it wasn't like a situation where we could easily uh, evacuate because the lowest part of the ground is the street and, and, you know, it comes up towards residential um, areas. And so we were all trying to do our best to move our cars as close as to the building and also have people who live on the first floor move, you know, up to higher ground. And there we experienced about three feet of water. Mm -hmm. So everything was you know damaged um on the first floor, including our vehicles and it wasn't just that; it was also um you know losing things that such as like ways of making income. Mm. I had a neighbor who I was close to she was an artist, and so she a lot of her canvas work was destroyed. Mm. um I had a lot of retired people around who lived there, um and they lost a lot of you know the, the sentimental valuables um I know someone who couldn't get to work anymore. Driving, mm-hmm. um, didn't have a car to drive, and so that was a job loss for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, being in Houston, not having your car is, is not—it's not just a luxury; it's a necessity um, to rebuild. And so, after you know, being in water for a couple of days, but it was more—much more than that—when it comes to the rebuild. And mm-hmm. that awareness was very eye-opening for me. Um, and having to go back and forth with your insurance. Um, knowing that, you know, if you want to buy a new car, you're going to buy at asking value because everyone's asking for a new car. Mm. And if you want a used car, you might be in a position where you are getting a car that's been compromised. Mm. Um, My boyfriend at the time, you know, he got ended up getting a flooded used car and his car started smoking on the middle of the road between Houston and Austin trying to pick up his cousin. So we had to get a tow truck for $500. So, I mean, Mm. like, there was always... There's, there's so many other um, in between moments that really are burdensome for people, especially mm-hmm. if you're, you' know you're depending on yourself and we come together as a community, but it was you know it was um, traumatic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that we had um, Irma and Maria that year mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so just seeing the devastation and being able to like re um, uh, I guess reflect on just like what people are going through knowing that they have to depend on systems that may or may not pan out for them, but there was no way to prevent it in advance. Um, I wanted to provide a solution, an option for people to have that t- type of resource that they're, you know, within reach for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, it's always great to see people come and talk about something that personally impacted them mm-hmm. um, and then build a solution out, out of that. So how did the idea then come So, me develop? I'm- my best friend mm-hmm. at the time
1: we were talking about it, and we're like there needs to be some type of like cover or something to where when we evacuate like jason was talking about before you don't come back to nothing you know mm-hmm. like we need to find a barrier of some sort and we couldn't find anything like mm-hmm. we tried because like i was gonna travel and i mm-hmm. knew this could happen again it's hurricane season is like six months mm-hmm. um and it peak season is august to november pretty much so you know when you're getting hit in august there's a good chance you get hit again and a lot of times could just be from heavy rain. Hmm. Um, so when I wanted to find a way to, to, to create a solution, I couldn't find one, I, that's when I realized like, okay, well, I'm, I'm capable of being able to create one as a chemical engineer. I understand material science. I understand you know, conceptual design. Um, and so that's pretty much how it came about. And I wanted to make it to where it was lightweight enough for a single person to set up, because I love it myself. Um, it was reusable. And it was fast to set up. So the design had to be simple because mm-hmm. you don't have much time when you're, you know, in a position of emergency. So those are like, I, I thought about like the needs and mm-hmm. then try to design around that. And that's yeah. how I came up with that. So, so tell us what
0: it is in, in more detail.
1: So it's a, a polyethylene uh, material. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a customized one. So it's one where I had to ensure it could handle different weather. Mm-hmm. Um temperature climates, because, you know, if you're storing it in your garage, it can be exposed to freeze Mm. all the way up to like extreme heat. Mm. So you want the, you know, it to be able to be durable during those seasonal changes. Um, And so this material itself, it's an enclosure where you lay it flat on the floor when you open it up and you drive your vehicle or you put your belongings from your home into the middle uh, bottom half opening and then you put a top flap over and you zip it closed. And so the sealed portion of it is in like the first three feet or so um, of the bottom half. And that barrier creates a um, – allows for that that surface area to where it becomes buoyant in water <laughs> because there's no water to pe- be able to penetrate. Mm. So then your car will end up floating like a boat essentially oh, because, wow. you know, at first you can kind – of, when you see a car floating in water – it kind of at first kind of gets picked up, right? That's yeah. what happens, and you hydroplane, and then it starts water seeps in, and then you, you get pulled back, anchored down, and that's mm-hmm. when you get trapped. Mm-hmm. So it creates that barrier where you know a lot of times, not necessarily close to the coast, but where there's rising waters, mm-hmm. your 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 belongings will lift up with it, and then it'll come back down, or just create that that seal around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's like a balloon. A balloon or a Ziploc bag, in yeah. a sense, you know? Yeah. 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 So there's been so many different types of references. Yeah. Yeah. I call it like a 360 car cover. You know, yeah. typically mm-hmm. car covers are top only, but it's yes. like bottom and top. Okay. So, you know, it's it's used for different, you know, other issues that we found mm-hmm. out along the way from our customers. I and mean, People have used it for like rodent protection and things like yeah. that, <laughs> you know, during the winter. Do you have
2: different sizes that you sell? We do. Mm-hmm. We
1: have a compact, which is for a uh, compact, or a small, which is mm-hmm. for a compact car. And then we have a sedan size, which mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, like a full size sedan, uh, uh, say like a Camry or something mm-hmm. like that, or like maybe a crossover. Right. And then we have a mid, a uh, large, which is a mid size SUV. So it can fit like a Jeep mm-hmm. or a, yeah. a van. Um, we try to keep it to vehicles that are, we thought were low to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also we want to just be expansive enough to worry if you wanted to throw your whole living room set in there and leave. Mm-hmm. You could do that too. Mm-hmm. So, and it comes in duffel bag. It's very compressible. Yeah. You just have to kind of roll it, you know, into yeah. the into the duffel bag and then it's about 20 pounds yeah. and like I said it's reusable too so use it you know depending on whatever weather events happen during the year
2: mm. so then, how did you go about marketing it and putting it out in the market and getting so, people to buy it so
1: you know this this company was born in Houston mm-hmm. and it was definitely supported in Houston so mm. before we even had a product and we were in the um the prototype phase because the, the design was one thing, but then having to test the materials and finding the right manufacturers, mm-hmm. which you know I ended up going to an outdoor manufacturer company. Um, it took about a, almost a year, like nine months or so. And so in the meantime, I was still building up the company um, brand and just kind of figuring out what is our signature. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were reached out to by various com- uh, news news art uh, news, I guess we call it media news media mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and people would reach out saying like hey there, you have a solution like you're coming to Houston um let's talk about it and so i mean Houston Chronicle even did a, like a three-page mm-hmm. spread on us um Fox 26 was the first one that did like did a little showcase with our prototype mm-hmm. um so we've gotten a lot of support from people who are truly like look, looking for solutions or wanting to share this mm-hmm. story based on, you know, them knowing that there's people out there who might need this. Um, I think that's what really was like the key uh, for us is that we didn't really have to spend so much on PR. We got a mm-hmm. lot of just press and then people just started reprinting the story. I mean, we were on Yahoo, MSN, yeah. you yeah. know, I mean, it's just, it's been really yeah. organic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we put out blogs as well. So, we, you know, we get a lot of support yeah. through people searching for alternative solutions.
2: So what has growth been like then since you started?
1: It's been pretty good. I will say um we do a lot of market testing when it comes to how do we reach our right customers. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, like we doubled in our sales between so we came out end of 2020. Um it was we came out in a really good boom because um there was a a, a hurricane scare at mm-hmm. the time. So we, you know, we, we did pretty well, like, like day one, we were like made 10,000 in sales or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So we were, we were, the momentum was starting off pretty good mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. for us not even being out there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2021, 2021, we, that's when we started trying to do the advertising portion of it and we were, we were building up, but you know, we still were doing a lot of data testing and so certain things were hits and were not. And mm-hmm. then once we started figuring out, you know, what, our formula was and mm. the fact that you know um just how to reach out to the to the, the communities that are aligned with what we're offering mm. we we did really well in 2022 mm. um to a point where we sold out prior to mm. the being able to complete the year wow yeah um and so you know it's 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 something that I try to, so I, I purchased this product in bulk. Like I, I make bulks at a time mm-hmm. um, material. Cause I said the material is custom made. So you mm-hmm. have to make X amount mm-hmm. about five tons at a time. And so, um, <laughs> just five tons. <times. laughs> yeah. So a, uh, I under, I underestimated, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I'm going based on the growth of 2021. I didn't mm-hmm. realize 2022 would be at a setback like that. Mm-hmm. And so not a setback, but we'd be under, um, We'd have um you would like have so much inventory. demand. Mm-hmm. yes and so yeah. um this year we're trying to do better and mm-hmm. we're you know we're increasing the amount of medium and larges because mm-hmm. actually there's a lot more medium and larges that were ordered than mm-hmm. we yeah. expected right mm-hmm. um and so hopefully this year we'll make up for it but mm-hmm. yeah we've been we've been thinned out and so we're trying again we're still we're still new we're yeah. still like figuring out mm-hmm. like you know what what is that right inventory to keep um on mm-hmm. hand and when to re- restock so right. that it don't have that gap again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Who do you think is like, or it's, it seems like you know who your like target audience is. Like I would just assume it's people with Corvettes, but I don't actually oh, know. Oh gosh,
1: there are some Corvette. <laughs> oh, yes, there are. Yeah. <laughs> like one of my first customers, retired couple, uh, yeah. he's mm. great. He lives in Deer Park area. Mm. Um, And they've been flooded a few times because they're near like a retention mm. um, pond of some sort. And so they have like, tile floors and they've kind of done everything else to like really make their place um flood resistant mm-hmm. or damage flood damage resistant but they didn't not their cars so he had a Cadillac in a Caravan he's like yeah so every time he puts it on he sends me pictures which I really appreciate <laughs> um but they're an older couple um but we've had people who've used it for different reasons like i said mm-hmm. um they used it for patio furniture they've used it for <laughs> um uh rodent protection i've used it for a lot of people in galveston have used it for their golf carts because there's a lot of golf cart oh, communities there and those so, yeah. golf carts are a couple a th- few thousand dollars they have told me um so um i sure can, if they're parked outside they will be picked up and they will be
0: gone <laughs> yes exactly and so we
1: have an anchoring mechanism as hmm. well with our design so the, yeah they use it for their golf carts because they can't evacuate hmm. with that um hmm. and uh what else um pretty a lot a lot of cars a lot of people mm-hmm. you know a lot of people want to use it as a temporary uh, I, I had someone who purchased it for um a car that they were rebuilding mm-hmm. and so they just wanted something to protect it in between because the dust
2: mm-hmm. um
1: we've had some internet international orders too mm-hmm. from people to, you know in australia hmm. um because like, they also have hurricane season the opposite time of the year as us mm-hmm. because in the southern hemisphere um and they've used it for different reasons. So, I mean, we're, we're learning, you know, um, mm-hmm. if, what else could this could add value for our customers? Yeah. What could be changed in order to add more value to those who are looking for something more specific? Yeah,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. yeah, one of the things I'm thinking about is that this is probably something that sells a lot when you have a hurricane coming. Mm-hmm. you right. You know, there's a warning for a category for hurricane mm-hmm. and everyone runs and wants to buy something like this. So mm. how would, would you accommodate to like have that kind of supply available, especially yeah. during hurricane season where suddenly everyone wants to buy this?
1: So people in Houston have an advantage because our, we warehouse in Houston. So mm. those, you know, we've done same day pickups for for extreme situations. Mm. Otherwise, mm. like in Florida where we've had some issues, like last year, there was the the hurricane. Um, typically with these weather or pending storms, we have like a week notice. Like mm. you see them brewing mm. in, exactly. yeah. you know, in the ocean. And so that's when we start getting, like, we are able to accommodate, uh, okay. typically our turnaround time is about two days on okay. um, delivery. So we also, um, you know, we try to make sure that we, we within, if they order it between before like three or four o'clock, uh, we'll, we'll ship it out that same day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a fulfillment company over in, in the burbs and Stafford mm-hmm. that works with us. So, um, and they understand and mm-hmm. so you know we try our best to accommodate within a couple of days depending on if there's any you know that, it's not any weather issues in between mm-hmm. um, at that time but that's, that's the best we could do right now yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm. Mm. so uh, one of the things i'm in, in awe of is like it seems like you know and have done everything mm-hmm. at climate guard <laughs> and did would you ever uh, imagine that um what i guess what are some surprising skills you had to pick up oh, in your man. journey
1: so many. Because, you know, <laughs> I am a corporate engineer. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I did not learn business. Mm-hmm. Um, So you know, I had to look for mentors like yourself. Mm-hmm. Nada, and I had to um really allow myself to have setbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, we, we went, our margin in 2021 wasn't that great. It was mm-hmm. probably about 6% or mm-hmm. so because we just weren't, we were testing out a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and then we got closer to 30% 2022 because it, we did better. Mm. Um, but so I had to learn about, you know, one, I, I traveled to different countries to looking for a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I ended up finding one to make our material for a value, a cost that we could sell it at mm-hmm. in China. Um, and you know, it, it would have been the cost of the same material would have cost close to 600 in the U S mm-hmm. you know? So, um, That was one, is just like being realistic to like the whole um, import export um, Mm -hmm. journey and then pricing it, the price model as well. Um, And then also uh, understanding how to communicate Mm -hmm. to people. Uh, This is something where I talked about buoyancy. Does Mm -hmm. everyone understand the concept of buoyancy? No, No, not so (laughs) much, right? So I had to understand how do I, I had to learn how to convey value and the benefits to people Mm. who you know may not like understand it right away Mm -hmm. um when looking at this product um and so that was you know something i had to learn um even being from the behind the scenes to the front like Mm. doing a podcast Mm. i mean that wasn't something that i was um expecting to be part of the business model but Mm. i have to in order to put this company out there for people to know but you know i'm that typical engineer where I'm like, I kind of want to be avoidant and mm-hmm. just more so just get the work done. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's going to help. Um, that is a more of a personal choice. That's not for the benefit of the company. So I have to step outside of that comfort zone. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that I had to learn. Um, but I, I tell people all the time, like having a business is there's so much more reward outside of the like the monetary gain mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it makes you realize how resourceful you are. The community around you, like I didn't real the network that I've built, mm-hmm. I built, I would have never thought was possible, like having business partners overseas and, mm-hmm. you know, meeting someone like yourself and, mm-hmm. and understanding like, you know, the other types of uh, ways that you could have impact. Uh, it just opens up your eyes mm-hmm. and your mind so mm-hmm. much more. Um, and, you know, understanding accounting. I mean, there's just, there's so many so there's a list of benefits, and you could write a book about it as you've done. So you know, um, you know, building <laughs> yeah. a team and being, yeah. you know, and and being yeah. able to give direction um, and all that. Mm. It's just, it's it's been very rewarding mm. and also humbling too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the humbling. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes okay, I'll say this. Like, there's been with the with the warehouse and the fulfillment. Mm. You know, you 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 can make partnerships with people where you're like, okay, you you want things to be fulfilled at a certain time, mm. and then you know maybe the other partner does not do their part. Or for example, during I, I started during the pandemic, as you know, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So we had shipment coming in, for, expected to arrive beginning of 2020. We didn't get our shipment until the fall because mm. there was so well, many you know cargo yeah. that was mm. stuck at the port mm. you know, during the pandemic, right? So that was. A unexpected like delay and mm. loss and preparations. So we're like, what else can we do to kind of mm. help build up momentum mm. still? Um, and then what else? I mean, even dealing with like customer engagement, mm. um, you know, we want to make sure customers are happy. And, if, and so we had to make sure like they understood use cases. And, you know, I'm not here to make people upset, but when someone is upset or they feel certain types of way about, you know, a lack of meeting of expectations it does knock you because at the end of the day you're here to give, provide a service, of support. Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand, like, you know, again, that's th- this is critic, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, constructive criticism mm-hmm. in a sense of, like, mm-hmm. for how there's better ways for you to communicate mm-hmm. so that people are not feeling, you know, so confused on um, setup and how to use and things mm-hmm. of that sort. So there's been times where I feel like I'm I'm doing well and then, you know, uh, something like a hiccup happens that's maybe out of my control or just not really seen like, due to mm-hmm. my ignorance of starting a business for the first time um, and just having to like regroup and just, you know, try it again. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. I, I will go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, yeah, like I think from what you're saying, you really demonstrate a lot of resilience. Mm-hmm. And I'm always curious to know, like, where does that come from? Um, you know,
1: I'll tell you, and I've said this before so many different things uh but one of the reasons why i felt i was i was like i could do this business was because i knew of that sarah Blakely story of Spanx and how she just like <laughs> was you know yeah. i'm gonna make hosiery and go to these like you know big manufacturers and sell mm. them a vision and that's exactly what i did mm. i sold them a vision and mm. so um i just you know there's a lot of faith that comes behind it too but mm. i realized you know those who make it are those who just don't quit mm. um and if you really want, if you really believe in what you're doing and like the passions there, then it carries you through. If I mm. thought if it was just like a, a quick win, like where I can just like, you know, make some residual income. Mm. And it was just like, it was all about the, the financial gain. Mm. I probably wouldn't be as resilient, but because I had a mission behind what I was doing and a, that was more than just for me, I was able to, push through and, you know, make those necessary sacrifices to say like, hey, every year I pushed delay this mm. product is another hurricane season where I mm. may not, you know, I'm not able to help one person mm. save the, some sentimental or valuable belonging to them. So mm-hmm. um, that in itself just kept on driving me. Like mm. every time I heard a, a hurricane coming, I'm like, get, get it together. We got to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, because that way people have an option. And that's, and so that's, there's, there's there's multiple reasons of why I push through, but yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, so I I think we talked about before. Um, you you self funded this, yes. and like you you mm-hmm. took the time, um, and and have made the decision not to bring in outside investors, mm-hmm. um, which has pros and cons. And, yeah. and I think most of the folks we've had on the show have uh, mm-hmm. are, are building kind of venture scale businesses. Um, but, like it's working for you, not mm-hmm. bringing in outside partners. So tell us about like that thought process.
1: So uh, it's a slower process. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you have outside funding, you're able to have resources right away and you're able to, you mm-hmm. know, make mistakes fast, learn fast, which is a model. Mm-hmm. But, I you know, I sometimes feel like it's a model that's temp- that is set on certain times where mm-hmm. we're at. Like, you know, right now it's starting to be thinned out. Right. And so if you need to mm-hmm. like continue on funding a project that's depending on like different uh, you know stages of, of funding it's it puts you in a position of, of, of vulnerability mm. and I wanted to have more uh, security than that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to have a model that truly I believe would work long term um, to scale and the way we work is that you know the money that we make we reinvest mm. granted, now I feel closer to being open to uh, raising than I would before because I have that data behind us, mm-hmm. you know. To where I'm like, hey, now we can pour into it, knowing that we'll grow. But at the time, I didn't want all of that external pressure mm-hmm. to, and also, you know, kind of misdirect the intentions of this of this business. Um, and so, I just didn't see it as something that would would help me perform uh, run this business better. Mm-hmm. I think at the moment we needed to f- focus on like. Making sure the design was right, and then just kind of figuring out how do we speak to at least our community in Houston, Mm -hmm. and then and then reach out to other coastal regions. So I just that model was enough to where I was able to do it on my own. I had money saved Mm -hmm. up. There Mm -hmm. was also a lot of grants that you know I got Mm -hmm. a grant from different um, uh, businesses that I've worked in um, Mm -hmm. or or, or aligned myself with, you know, within Houston or even um, some um, Mm e-commerce grants as well. And so, you know, it wasn't all me, but it was, you know, there was other ways for us to, to be able to get income enough to, to start this business as a bootstrap business. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And I think that's, you're such a great role model Mm -hmm. for other companies that you can do it this way and get it to a level that now you're like, you know what? I can bring in other investors and I have data to show where I am because a lot of times a lot of startups that we see get just consumed by raising mm-hmm. before they have their product, before they've proven anything to the market. Um, so that's definitely very impressive. Another thing you mentioned earlier when we were talking was um, that, you know, you're pretty much running this business on your own. Mm-hmm. You have partnerships, so you mm-hmm. focus on partnerships. You've, you have a very lean model. Yes. Um, but you said you also. sort of have put some really good processes in place. Mm-hmm. I would love to know a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we live in a very technology, um, heavy life, right? So mm-hmm. there's a, I've, you can do so much from your phone. You can do so, so much mm-hmm. from a computer. Um, the, the people who work on my site or, you know, managing a lot of what's happening because we're mostly e-commerce business, um, who, who manage a lot of the activities online, they work remotely, and so we just have different platforms that we use to kind of track our our, um, our metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we meet weekly, and then on top of it, like I said, uh, you know, knowing that, like my my fulfillment company, they have their own platform, so they'll mm-hmm. they'll let us know when inventory is low, when they need restocking. Um, you know, a lot of things that you can do, you could do from your home, mm-hmm. uh, and so I. You know just just use a lot is a lot of different platforms i mean i still mm. use asana i know some people mm. use it some people don't i don't know but it's like it helped me with to-do lists and reminders all the time mm. and um you know there's just a lot of resources out there to mm. where you could track your own bookkeeping and like mm. money and you know what are your margins looking like in real time mm. there's, there's a there's a lot of uh resources online if you and to where you so I guess I, I subscribe more yeah. so. So what do, you,
2: what do you use for, yeah, monitoring your financials and things so like
1: I that? So I use like the Wave app. I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard of the Wave no, app. Mm-hmm. No? what is that? It's, it's, um, it's kind of like, uh, what do you call, um, what's the QuickBooks, but mm. bit cheaper. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Importantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cheaper. And so. on your phone? You can use it on I your phone. I don't think QuickBooks is mm-hmm. on your phone. Yeah, okay, you can access cool. it from your that's phone. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's called the Wave app. You can use it. And so it, it ties to your different um, accounts. Mm-hmm. And then and then it has this, you know, predictive uh, categorizing model. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of train it. And then mm-hmm. over time, it, you know, tracks it. And then my team, you know, we would, we would model that onto a Google sheet and just making sure that, you know, our numbers make sense. Um, and then there's just different apps you could use within Shopify, Amazon, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, where they pull in data to make sure, you know, your inventory is not lost. Um mm. and so if they need if they need to, you know, pay you back money, they'll mm. find the money and then usually Amazon will send you money back. And <laughs> so um they yeah, so there's just the there's just different platforms we've used just based on, you know, you kind of have to go through the model of like where is there a problem and then mm. is there a solution for it? Mm. Like do you want, you know, you can outsource a person if it needs to be that like much handheld. Mm. But is there already a solution out there that we just need to like add to our toolbox Mm. as we're developing, you know, we're seeing a recurring issue. So we kind of just added, and then we just want to make sure that we're being efficient as possible with our time. Mm. So, you know, doing things manually is not going to be something that is going to be uh, Mm. worth any of our our time. If that's the case, then we might as well outsource it. Mm. But if it's a, a situation where we know there's a, there's a platform that allows us to just easily just kind of like screen. Mm-hmm. We'll just add it to the the toolbox. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think this is like the nuance of like an ongoing business in mm-hmm. some ways. Like you realize like I need to focus on building the business or growing the business and anything operational that I can outsource like fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Someone is good at that. Let yes. them do that. We we don't have to do everything inside. And, no. and I think a, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs struggle with that because like you're like, you, you kind of them. want to be perfect almost yeah, yeah. but you all, like the that desire to be perfect holds you back mm-hmm. right it does and, i
1: mean that's yeah. how it was also when i was as an engineer like that is that's basically what we have to do with be perfect because you're designing and you um, want to meet expectations but as a business perfection is not going to be the way to win mm-hmm. you have to let things go yeah um you know you can be a part of it in the very beginning stages so you know what the needs are and understanding like the system mm-hmm. you know it, it, as like a whole but like you want to let that go, and, and like I said, I've gone through a couple of different fulfillment companies before I got the one that I have now, mm. and um, it, and and they communicate very well. I mean, mm. it's, it's personalized at this point. Like mm. we chat on WhatsApp <laughs> if we need to, you know, and yeah. and so I. But they also have a platform where I can track everything, and then mm. they, you know, and then they invoice me once a month at the end, you know, so I know mm. exactly what like it's itemized for me. Mm. Um, so it's just one of those you have to go through the process before you get the right fit. Even with looking for the right manufacturer, because mm. that was a journey. I went through yeah. mm-hmm. like, I, I did prototypes about eight or nine different companies wow. mm-hmm. before I found the right one. And even at one point, I squashed all of them. Like I wiped them all clean. I was like, I, we need to start from scratch. Mm. Mm. And then I found the, the, the one that I'm working with now, like a couple months later. Mm. Mm. Um, so it was a very discouraging journey to like build up to where you're like, none of them work. And then you're like, oh, wait, I found someone through someone else. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, you just have to kind of go through it in order to be able to find out how to do it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. And a great lesson there, because very often people would give up right after mm-hmm. you get to that point where you were like, okay, all eight of these manufacturers don't work, mm-hmm. but you kept on going cause that's eight out of so many more million that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find one that works And the same with your, the fulfillment people that you use. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's all about testing and trying and see what works. It's not, you're not always going to hit the target. Yeah, you can't just check it off the list, mm-hmm. like, oh, got it, next mm-hmm. step. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to revisit a mm-hmm. lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, But,
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah,
2: but it seems like you have, sorry, No, oh, yeah, you have a lot of basics now in place. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious, what's next? What's your mm-hmm. vision now for next year, next couple of years? So we have a
1: couple mm-hmm. of uh, samples that we are going to exp- uh, experiment with and in, in adding to our, um, I guess, our portfolio mm-hmm. um you know we have we've learned that there's a good amount of people who are into winter protection mm-hmm. so we want to add some elements um that could protect them in a, in a very efficient way from um ice mm-hmm. issues um as they, they're they parking their car mm-hmm. um and then protect there's the plants yeah <laughs> you know exactly and then yeah. uh, we mm-hmm. also we're going to experiment with another like portable more portable um sealed uh water sealed bag Mm -hmm. you know like a dry bag Mm -hmm. um for people to add that as well to their uh, to-go emergency kit yep you know this is an emergency protective tool so we want to kind of stay in that that family of like what other things can we Mm -hmm. offer and what resonates with our customers who are looking for you know solutions that are going to help them combat some of these uh, extreme climate conditions so that's what we're working on now now that we kind of you know we've, we've solidified more of how we uh roll out a a new product and so we're gonna try to see that works out for Hmm. a a different one so that's what we're working on right now
0: um i i want to side rail. do you guys have go bags because i got when i got a house i had like i have a waterproof go bag in case i need to like leave when yeah, there's a hurricane yeah so earthquake. so that's
1: going to be that's going to yeah. be the, that's going to be the get bag yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah do you, do you no, have no i don't i don't okay yeah, I now get that one. you're here again, yeah i need it's, to get one it's, like, yeah. a, it's yeah. like we we sat down for a weekend and we're like what do we need if we need to like leave the house for a week mm-hmm. so that if we make that that decision to evacuate right like we'll, we'll be ready Oh, yeah. okay,
2: so it's already like pre-packed it's, it's with sits, yeah that it sits in yeah. the yeah, in yeah you, the, can, in you the pantry. can add to it yourself there's yeah. like
0: I, probably, I think we have like five days of canned food in it mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. every year you gotta go back and replace it mm-hmm. but it's like it, 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 it was expensive to find a waterproof bag yeah. that like was big enough mm-hmm. and like all the yeah, and all those so things Yeah,
1: so hopefully yeah. ours won't be as expensive yeah. as that one um mm-hmm. that's that's my also my goal too mm-hmm. is someone sourcing it's like making sure i can get the best deal possible mm-hmm. um but yeah that's one of the products that we're going to come out with so People have an alternative um, to when they're evacuating, how do they preserve what they're carrying with them? Yeah. Because, um, you know, people have lost their uh, birth certificates and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these paper uh, type of documentations that are that are necessary um, going, coming back to. So we want to find a way for people to protect some of their essential mm-hmm. um, documentation as well. So and having a to-go bag that's waterproof, it's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, not as like, yeah. <laughs> what have yeah. I brought myself I back? You got to <laughs> think about it. You know, yeah. we live in a, you live in yeah. a flood prone city, and like twenty five percent of the areas in Houston or most areas that flood yeah. are not considered flood zones. It's very hard to designate areas as flood zones. It's a lot of data that is um, not yeah. available to us yet. yeah Yeah. and it
2: keeps on changing Mm -hmm. right every flood you discover new areas yeah because there's so much development happening Mm -hmm. right so
1: i think
0: what clicked it for me is like on 290 when you drive out it i think it has like the signs like evacuation route Mm -hmm. and like you can use these lanes if there's an evacuation i'm like oh someone thought we needed this Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and that's a that's that kind of planning that uh you're glad you
1: have it Mm -hmm. when there's emergency exactly exactly you you don't want to be scrambling yeah. Mm-hmm. you usually learn like the year after yeah.
2: <laughs> and I mean and it's interesting the story you told earlier of this older couple right mm-hmm. like that how it's been flooded so many times mm-hmm. people just still stay there
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most people don't move mm-hmm. well yeah most people don't move because like your community is there your yeah. job mm-hmm. your family you know mm-hmm. no one wants to leave their kids you know if they, my parents are not going to leave I, I live here my sister lives here yeah. and so um, so the, the, giving people the like the uh, expectation of saying why don't you just pack up and leave like mm-hmm. yeah no time. one wants to leave their home yeah. like you get to be pushed out through like war or like you know complete yeah. descent, like everyone's you know completely gone from your life From you want to mm. like yeah. leave and start new but if you're one you're rooted you want to stay close to your community yeah you yeah. know it's That's, a big source of your happiness yeah that is true. And, and
0: houston's easy living right like mm-hmm. in, in, in all the other ways aside from the weird heat wave we have this oh my week gosh.
1: <laughs> it is horrible yeah. like it feels like an oven outside
0: yeah but yeah, it's like there, there's work, there's a yeah. place to live. Like it's easy to, if you have kids, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, people are nice. Yeah, people
1: are nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: So most of your business, then I imagine, comes from Houston, but there are other areas.
1: Actually, actually a lot the come from the East Coast. East
2: Coast, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, The hurricanes and yeah, exactly. winter yeah. all
1: yeah. happen in the East Coast. So um, East Coast to Florida, and, okay. and and then some in Houston. Okay. When we first started out, started out, yes, we were more aware. Uh, people knew us more in Houston, but it's more so now on the East Coast, I'd say. Yeah, I could see okay.
0: Florida.
2: Yeah, but Florida. It, so,
0: mm. like, I don't know if you noticed last year, but. Some of these hurricanes went to crazy places. Yeah. Right? Like there's something in the, I think I was reading that the weather yeah, patterns are they, changing yeah. mm-hmm. and they're expecting a lot of the hurricanes to go much further north, north than they ever Exactly. Used to. Like New mm-hmm. York, Massachusetts. I think one hit Alaska yeah, last year. Yeah, it was year.
1: flooding quite a bit last yeah. year yeah. in New York. Yeah. And so yeah. I,
0: I expect the demand will increase in the sense that people have to think about it now. Mm-hmm. Right, they didn't, yeah. Like geographically.
1: They didn't yeah, have and they don't really before. have many places to park their cars yeah. in those mm-hmm. areas. It's very condensed cities. Mm-hmm. And so they have limited um, alternatives, mm. that, you know. When so, that, like mm. it, you could definitely be stuck on a highway there. Mm. So that's a lot of the reasons why they've reached out and they've asked mm. to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're learning just as much as you are. But yeah. Yeah, these weather pa- patterns do yeah, There was it. there
2: was an article in the New York Times about how you know the Earth is rotating around an axis, mm-hmm. and that's shifted. That, that's shifted. Mm-hmm. It's going more east. Usually, mm-hmm. it's been going a bit more south. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they say it's because of human activity, mm-hmm. yeah. because of um, us draining out the um, uh, water aquifers mm-hmm. yeah. um, and uh, and probably something else. I don't yeah. remember what it was. So, yeah, but the glacier smelting, melting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It causes those. So, so all these shifts that are kind of seem minor, but they can have major consequences mm-hmm. in terms of the weather patterns. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's also like the numbers are so big, it's just like hard to even... Like, it's hard put your mind around like what is an aquifer being depleted even yeah. Yeah. like what does most, that mean like i said yeah.
1: most people don't realize and yeah. don't think about these things but there are trends that show you know um the cost of flood damage is crease increasing no. you know right. um yeah. it's it's a lot of times regional but these are billion dollar problems and uh the amount of homes that are being developed in these areas you know you hear a lot of people moving to texas people are moving to florida mm-hmm. like the development mm-hmm. of these of these areas are going to only increase the chances of, of, of flooding spreading in those those communities. Um, and you don't coming from out of town as a, as a, you know, an implant, you're not realizing these, these other consequences that happen because you're like, Oh, there's so many benefits to moving these regions Mm. because of the, the lifestyle. But Mm. it was like, you should also come prepared just because there's going to be all risks associated Mm. living in these areas and developing these areas. And so, um, but yeah, there's, there's so many factors and, um, it's it's unfortunate, but people have to a lot of times go through an event for them to kind of wake up and be like, oh, that near miss could have easily been me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, this world is changing. Mother Nature is is consistently yeah. showing up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, let, let's talk a little bit about Houston. Okay. So, so, obviously, you were here in Houston um, before your business, um, and, and you've decided to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, were you ever contemplating building it anywhere else?
1: No, because yeah. I mean, this is where it, this is where people needed it. This mm. is a community that I that I want to support and help. That you know, I'm part of. Mm-hmm. So nowhere else. And conveniently, we're in the center of of, of the of the U S. So mm-hmm. you know, I could easily ship either direction. But no, it was for Houston, yeah. and then and then everyone else benefited on top of it. <laughs> but it but was, you know, it was for Houston. D-
0: did you find you had the resources you needed in Houston to help you?
1: Um. No, I, I, had, I had to go elsewhere, honestly, mm. just because, um, you know, Houston is a medical and mm. oil and gas um, s- space. But when it comes to e-commerce, like, mm. you know, that could be anywhere a lot of times in, the, in California, right? So I had, to, I, when I networked with people, I networked with people who were in other states mm. a lot of times. Um, my, my cousin was the one and my, one of my mentors was the one that told me like, you should definitely explore China. Cause I was trying to keep everything local. Mm. Like He's like, no, you should definitely explore. You know, he, he's, um, was a person who did a lot of, um, sales for JC pennies mm. and things like that. So he understood like trade and, and, uh, and so I had to open my mind up to learning from other places and, mm. and people from different places. Um, but, I would say Houston, you know, was a place where I had like a lot of support, mm. um, you know, as far as the encouragement, because mm. people here uh, are, you know, as you know, like we're very community focused. Mm. And so um, the support was here. But as far as like the the knowledge base that I was seeking and I, I did have to go and reach outside of Houston for that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you find like mentors and in programs here
1: yeah there' yeah when I first started I mean there's score mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I, I definitely went to score because I was like how do you you know create a business plan how mm-hmm. do you uh, the basics right like mm-hmm. you know how do I make sure that this this spreadsheet of like cost tracking makes sense right yeah like yeah. The, the amount of uh, of um, we call it like formulas I had put together. Um, thank God I know how to do Excel, but like for somebody else, I could definitely be overwhelming, Mm. but, um, you know, just kind of forecasting all that. Um, and so I did reach out to them and then I also was part of a program called Div Inc. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, Yeah. so I was there, I think their third cohort Mm. and I've never been an accelerator before. And Mm. so that was amazing because I was in Austin for a few months. Um, uh, tell tell us about Tifinx
0: Accelerator because I never, mm. uh, okay. I, I did like a TechStars version, but I don't know how they they're different.
1: So yeah. it was in um, 2019. Mm. So right before, you know, I came back to you know, ready to like get ready to launch, right? Mm. So I wanted to be part of a, My friend told me about this program, and it was for um, those who are you know identify as a minority, mm-hmm. um, women, and um, people of color, and so. I wanted to be in a space where I felt comfortable because mm. in Austin, it's like, you know, there's there, there's few of us, right? Mm. And I went to college at UT, by the way. Mm. Mm. So coming to Austin was, you know, also nostalgic. But um, I just was so new to the whole startup space. Mm. Um, it was a really good way to just feel welcomed and, and just safe mm. in doing and entering mm-hmm. that startup space. Mm. Um, you know, people, a lot, a lot of my colleagues or uh, people in the cohort, we're more so in like the SaaS and like the tech, mm-hmm. but in overall, like as far as, you know, building your team and just knowing how to understand leadership and like, you know, networking, very similar. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, um, just sh- helping my mind shift from being an employee mm-hmm. engineer to like, I'm a business owner. I'm someone who has vision. How do I carry out this vision mm-hmm. so that I'm not tied up in the business, but I'm, working, you know, on the business. Um those types of uh, uh like inv- uh, environmental mm-hmm. influences really helped me do what you were talking about before, like how do you like like let go? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I had yeah. to learn to let go because mm-hmm. me holding on is me crippling the business. Mm-hmm. And so um so yeah, that's what, that's what diving helped me f- with really, mm. um, and then after that I just needed a break because it was just super intense, you <laughs> yeah, know? They are just, intense. They're super intense yeah. and I'm like, okay, where am I in this business, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, let me just launch first and then I can maybe go back to some other program afterwards, but let me get to another stage before I keep on doing one. Some of mm. people mm. do it back to back to yeah. back, right? But I, yeah. I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. good. A lot um, of stretching.
0: Yeah, and, and so Div Inc was in Austin. I think they, uh, the Ion uh, brought them mm. to, to mm-hmm. Houston. Mm-hmm. So the, here. It's, a, it's a great resource here yeah. in the ecosystem um
2: they actually i think today they have um an event clean, clean tech demo day oh the demo yeah, day yeah. I, I probably got an email about it yeah mm.
1: it's gonna be in the evening yeah okay cool mm. maybe i'll check it out mm. yeah. yeah good yeah.
0: bringing people together yeah, yeah. And, and, and for those on on the air this would be in, in uh, June. so yeah <laughs> it's okay. already passed yeah
2: it's already passed <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, you guys but yeah. uh, watch out and yeah. sign up for their um yeah. their newsletter so you know when the next one is so mm-hmm.
0: so it's not like you had to go outside of houston mm-hmm. in some ways for some resources what are some yeah. gaps where you like you wish it was just here but uh, you know and obviously devink is here now so exactly are, now, are now they're here yeah. but back
1: then 2019 they weren't you know yeah. they didn't have the ion yeah. know, in 2019 yeah. right so now there's like the network i mean you came after mm-hmm. right so it's like the network is now established in Houston, but yeah. at first it wasn't so much. And a lot of those activities were happening in Austin, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's called Silicon Hills. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so like I knew I had to go to Austin for it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I feel that a lot of things that I was, I was looking for outside of Houston, I can now find in mm-hmm. Houston and like this whole clean tech, um, you know, initiative and drive. I love it. Like mm-hmm. my b- background is chemical engineering, but also environmental engineering. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'm really excited about being able to be exposed to this mm. new mm. ecosystem that has cultivated over the past couple of years yeah. in Houston. Yeah.
0: Mm. All right. So we've done the work. We're done. Yeah. No, I'm you, here. yeah, like, yeah you don't need to build anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, keep building. Keep building. Okay. We need more. We need to attract more people. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. Yeah. Cause we have the resources. We just need to know how to build those those systems to mm-hmm. to really make use of them. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah
0: um so i guess uh we're starting to wind down just in terms of time yeah um uh, we talked a little bit about where you want to go next Mm -hmm. um is there anything that our audience can do for you uh, other than tell all their friends about it
1: gosh that's pretty (laughs) much it word of mouth is gold um yeah i mean uh, that's that's great to just to share this solution Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of people don't have it it doesn't naturally come to mind Mm -hmm. right you think about let me look Mm -hmm. at my insurance coverage you're Mm -hmm. not thinking about is there some you know a resource out there i know um like, whenever there is a, a hurricane warning or a flood warning in your area, a, you can get reimbursed up to $1,000 Uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to you getting preventive equipment. Mm-hmm. So, the sandbags. Oh,
0: wait, wait, wait. Tell, say that again. So, there's a program here in Houston? No, it's,
1: uh, it's if, if you have flood flood insurance. insurance. Yeah. Oh, so okay. if you have flood mm-hmm. insurance, so with so FEMA, you know, when you, you have that flood insurance part of your plan, because some people, if you live in a flood zone, you do ha- have to have flood insurance yep. Um, if you're a homeowner. And so... If you if you go look through your um, policy, you can get reimbursed up to a thousand dollars when it comes um, when you purchase flood prevention equipment mm-hmm. with, w- during a weather a pending weather event. Mm. So when you get like plywood or sandbags mm. or you know tarp of some sort to cover your belongings, because for every dollar you spend in prevention,s like saves the government about eleven dollars in recovery. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So um prevention is key. I mean, even like with health, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they say the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. you want a long list of medical bills or do you want to take care of everybody now? Uh, same thing with your property. So uh there there's there are resources out there. I think people are just not aware of them because mm-hmm. they, you know, we're, we're new and we're just trying to get enough to get to the next thing. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so there's there's ways that if you're in a, in a situation like that, you may be able to get reimbursed, um, and then also I just want to just emphasize that you know, like I said before, twenty five percent of areas that flood are not considered flood zones, mm. so don't think that you are void of this problem if you live in a in an area mm. that is a, a coastal city. Um, it could happen to anyone, um, mm. so you know, stay safe. <laughs> yep. yep. Where can people buy the product? Uh, Clamguard co. Co. Mm. Um, and you can find us there. And you can send us, you know, a, we have a little chat box there if you want <laughs> to, or email us. Well, you know, we're, we're very we're very accessible. Yeah. So please do reach out. Good.
0: Yeah. Um. And can people find you on LinkedIn? Of course, well? they can okay.
1: find me on LinkedIn. You yeah. know, we have we have Instagram, yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. all the, all the social media handles.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious, how much do people buy on on um, Instagram?
1: On Instagram, No. we don't really advertise on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're really heavy on the SEO.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm. Um, do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap?
1: Um, not any parting thoughts. I, you know, I just appreciate Houston. Thank yeah. you for always like reaching out, Jason, yeah. and checking in of on course. me. You're, you're consistent. You've been consistent <laughs> I, for a few years. I, I admire your work. <laughs> I, so. Oh no, no, yeah. no I, I'm very very grateful for you. Yeah. So mm. thank you, um, and always inviting me mm. to you know mm. events. And you're you're a really big part of this ecosystem. Mm. So yeah, thank nice. you for doing your yeah. part. Coming out of Boston. Yeah. Making Houston your home. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I I always tell people when you live through your first climate event in Houston, that's when you become a Houstonian. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And 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 I had that with
1: Harvey as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now we're bonded. Thank you. Thank you.